Valley Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. And now you fellas and girls who are listening, tell me this. What kind of clothes are you wearing these days? Straw hats? Thin cotton half socks? Summer underwear? Lightweight jackets? Why, of course not. Anybody'd be crazy to dress that way in February. Well, now, here's a mighty interesting thing. When the weather turns cold, when the time comes for you to change to heavy weather clothes, that's the time the motor oil in your family car should be changed also. But there's one important difference. When you need heavier clothes, your family car needs lighter oil. Lighter, not heavier. Now, here's why. You see, motor oil designed for summer driving gets thick and heavy like glue in cold weather. It can't flow freely enough to lubricate your motor safely. And so, your car needs a special oil. Lighter, faster flowing. The kind that lubricates safely as soon as your car starts. Now, Skelly Tagoline Winter Oil works just that fast, safe way. So, tell Dad or Mother about Skelly Tagoline Winter Oil, will you? Tell them Skelly Tagoline Motor Oil gets right up into that motor almost like a flash. Let's the motor turn over easy for quick starting and lubricates it perfectly the minute the motor starts running. Helps keep it safe and smooth and quiet. And tell them, too, Skelly Tagoline Motor Oil stands up under the hardest driving they can give the car, mile after mile. Dad or mother will be glad to know how Skelly Tagoline Winter Oil helps keep your car safe and saves money, too. And they'll be glad to know you know so much about driving the car. So tell them about Skelly Tagoline Winter Motor Oil tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. Last time you remember, Chuck Ramsey took the young student pilot, Frank Crane, for a short ride. They flew west over broken country, then landed beside a plane they spied on the ground below. The pilot of the ship proved to be a government man by the name of Hilton, who placed both Chuck and his friend under arrest for flying a plane without identification numbers. Our scene today is again at the plane, just after the arrest. Let's listen as, after a moment of stunned silence, Chuck speaks. Under arrest? What do you mean? That's just what I mean. If you're a transport pilot, you certainly know it's against the law to fly an unlicensed plane. But, gee, Mr. Hilton, I'm sure Chuck has an explanation. There can be no explanation for breaking rules. Let me have your transport license again, Ramsey. Sure. Here it is. Yeah. I'm just wondering if your license isn't fake. Of course it isn't. If you'll just give me a chance, Mr. Hilton, I can explain everything. Just a minute. I'm going over to your plane and cut your switch. Now, don't try to run into those woods. I warn you. Now, you don't have to worry about that. I never ran away from anything. Besides, I turned the gas off when I landed. The engine will die any second. I'll just see whether you're telling the truth. Yes, I guess you did tell the truth. Of course I told the truth. And while you're over there, you might as well cut the switch. You bet. I'll do that. Hey, what are we going to do, Chuck? Gosh, I don't want to get in any trouble. What are you two whispering about? And the more I think this thing over, the more I think there are a couple of phonies. No, we aren't any such thing. And if you'll just give me a chance, I can explain everything. First, I landed at Ridgeville Airport four days ago. Hmm. Where'd you come from? Mexico. So you flew up from Mexico in an unlicensed plane, huh? That's even worse. I arrived in the evening, and I couldn't get to see the Bureau of Air Commerce inspector. But I did see him the next morning. What's his name? Mr. Reynolds. Well, that much is true. Go on. I saw Mr. Reynolds the next morning. 
And I explained the whole thing to him. And he said it would be all right to fly the ship until we got things cleared up. Yeah, I'm afraid I can't believe that, Ramsey. Be a most unusual procedure. Tell me, what were you doing down in Mexico, and how come you landed at the airport at night? I was flying in a dangerously sick man. That's a fine story. You have a quick imagination. That's not imagination at all. That's the truth. Well, I'm sure he's telling the truth, Mr. Now, just a second. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Well, sure. Go ahead. How long have you known Ramsey? Well, I've known him... Go ahead, Frank. Tell the truth. Well, I just met Ramsey this morning. You just met him this morning? You two have only known each other for a couple of hours, and you go up for a joyride, and you pick out this particular part of the country to fly over. Huh. That's sure a good one. Oh, if Captain Midnight were only here. Captain Midnight? What was that you said? Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned his name. Come on, come on, out with it. Why'd you mention him? Well, go ahead, Chuck. You might as well tell all you know. Who is Captain Midnight? He's a very good friend of mine. You mean... You mean there actually is such a person as Captain Midnight? I'll answer that for you, Crane. Yes, there is such a person as Captain Midnight. But I'll guarantee Ramsey doesn't know him. Well, I do know him. He's, why, he's just the same as a father to me. That's laying it on a little too thick, Ramsey. Why, there are only a few people in the world who know Captain Midnight. That's right. And Captain Midnight isn't really the name of the man I'm talking about. He's got another name. Isn't that true? That's right. And if you can tell me that other name, which only a very few know, I might think you know what you're talking about. All right. Captain Midnight's real name is Captain Albright. Well, that does surprise me. By the way, you said you were flying a dangerously sick man to Ridgeville. Who was that man? His name is Bud Conley. Bud Conley? Yes, and I can tell you something else, too. I flew Bud Conley to Ridgeville at the request of Captain Midnight and Major Barry Steele. Major Barry Steele? Well, well, I guess you're right and I'm wrong. The arrest is off. What? Why, you're okay. Gee, that's swell, Mr. Hilton. Uh, Where were you headed when you landed here? Oh, we were just about to turn and go back to the airport. I'm expecting Captain Midnight up from Mexico today, and I wanted to get to the hospital to see Bud Conley. Well, you better hurry up back then. When you see Bud Conley, tell him you ran across Fred Hilton. You bet I'll do that, Mr. Hilton. Come on, Frank. Let's be off. So that's how everything happened, Frank. Oh, gosh, that's the most thrilling story I ever heard. Hey, I, I wonder if you could... Well, you wonder what? Well, say, what are you looking at? Hey, quick, Chuck, look down there. Where, Frank? Lean over my way a little bit. Right down below us. See? Blazing beacons. Another plane. Yeah. And isn't that a swell little field? One that hardly notices. Mm. It's a long two-way field down there in a little valley. Let's go down and take a look. Ten or fifteen minutes delay won't make any difference. And it's a big plane, too. Why, it's a great big one like the airline shoots. See, it's got two engines. You're right. It has. Now, what in the world can it be doing down there? What, gee... Maybe it's some of those smuggling planes you were talking about. No, I don't think so. Smuggling planes are usually small and fast. Well, maybe it's an airliner. Maybe it's had a forced landing. No, I don't think so. It's got identification numbers, all right. But most airlines have identifying letters on the wing and the sides of the fuselage. Hey, that's right. I don't see any letters like that at all. You know, there's something about that plane that looks familiar to me. I believe I've seen it before. Well, maybe there are lots of ships like the one you're thinking of. No, no, there aren't. The one I was thinking of is a very special job. You remember I told you about Ivan Shark? Well, that's the plane he flies. That's Ivan Shark's plane. Or one very much like it. Well, didn't you say that had silver wings? Yes, it did. And besides, it didn't have any identification numbers. Oh, I don't see anyone around it, and the propellers are dead, too. And we'll dive down a little closer. Maybe this is the landing field Mr. Hilton was looking for. Yeah, maybe it is. Well, I'm sure going to see that he gets a report about this. Hey, do you suppose we better land? I'm trying to make up my mind about that now. There sure isn't anyone around it. 
Yes, the Finger must have been flown in there. Oh, look. Over on the edge of the field. You see that shack under the trees? Hey, you're right. There is a shack there. Now, what in the world do you know about that? I think this is something that should be looked into. Hey, you mean you're, you're, you're going down and land? Yes. I think Mr. Hilton would like to have us do that. We can probably get some valuable information for him and for Captain Midnight. Okay. I'm game. Buckle your belt, then. Here we go. We'll find out what this is all about. Chuck was certainly right when he said the plane on the ground looked familiar to him. And if he had the slightest idea who was inside the ship, he would not land at all. On the contrary, he would start a sensational message crackling through the air. For in the plane, peering out at the downcoming plane above them, are Ivan Shark, his daughter Fury, and his chief pilot, Gardo. Listen, as Ivan Shark says. I do not like this, Gardo. I do not like it at all. I don't either, Chief. I wonder who this is coming down here. Corky lied to us, Father. He said no other ships landed here. You mean, Fury, no one landed here unless he was a friend of Porky's? Yeah, that must be it, Chief. This here pilot's a friend of Porky's. He's coming in to land now. I wish Fang would hurry back, then we could leave. We could not take off anyway until this other plane is out of the way. Yeah. Hey, you know, Chief, that's kind of funny. Huh? What's funny, Gatto? What do you mean? Why, that plane coming in, Chief. It looks like the ship that I used to fly. Gardo is right, Father. It is exactly the same. Ah, there are many of that type. Even to the same color scheme. Yeah, well, he's taxing up this way now. We'll soon find out who he is. Pulling off to the side. Be careful now. Keep down low, out of sight. We cannot afford to be seen. There. He stopped. The pilot is evidently going to get out. Yeah, there are two of them. The other one's in the right front seat. Yes, he's getting out now. Why, it's some kid. Ah, so I see. I've never seen him before. Yeah, when Fury said it was a kid, I thought maybe it might be that uh, Chuck Ramsey. No, he must be down in Mexico with Captain Midnight. There. The pilot is getting out. Hey, hey, that pilot, look at him. Be careful, both of you. That pilot is Chuck Ramsey. It is. There could be no mistake. How did he get up here? Yeah, and more than that. How did he know that uh, he was going to find us here? You're jumping at conclusions, Gatto. Ramsey does not know this is my plane or he never would have landed. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, Chief. He wouldn't know it anyway since we had it repainted. What are you going to do, Father? We cannot afford to let Chuck Ramsey discover us here. Come on, Chief, start those engines and let's get out of here. Hey, what about Fang? Never mind about Fang. Let us go, Father. No, Fury. A plan is forming in my mind. <laughs> Perhaps this is the best thing that could have happened. Hey, look, Chief. Chuck Ramsey and that other kid are walking over here. Quick, Gardo. Crawl back behind the cabin door. You have your gun, Fury? It is right in my hand, Father. They're getting close. Are you ready, Gardo? Yes, Chief, I'm ready. We will remain hidden until they have entered the cabin. As soon as they have, you slam the door shut behind them, Gardo. I got you, Chief. Quiet now. Anybody in here? Come on in, Frank. Let's take a look around. Close the door, Gatto. Well, Chuck Ramsey and his young friend, Frank Crane, have walked into a trap indeed. What will Ivan Sharp do with them? Will Captain Midnight be able to find Chuck again? A thrilling mystery is ahead. Tune in to Captain Midnight. Say, uh, 
How many Valentines did you get this week? Oh, go on now. I'll bet you got a lot of them and you just don't want to tell me. Well, I don't care. I'm going to give you an idea for a swell Valentine anyway. It's a Valentine for Dad. And boy, I know he'll appreciate getting it, even if it is a little bit late. Well, here's my idea for a Valentine for Dad. First, take a piece of white paper and draw a big red heart in the center. Then inside the big heart, write this beautiful little poem. I will be your valentine, and joy will be forever mine, if you try some tagoline and also skelly gasoline. There now, won't Dad get a kick out of receiving a valentine like that from you? Well, why don't you try it just for fun? Here, I'll give you that poem again so you can write it down. I will be your valentine, and joy will be forever mine, if you try some tagoline and also skelly gasoline. Well, how about it? Well, why not write that Valentine poem on a piece of paper and put it someplace where Dad will be sure to see it tonight? Say, Dad will get a real laugh out of it, and he'll know you're a real wide-awake young flight patrol member, too. Try it and see right now. And don't forget to tune in again Friday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Chuck Ramsey and his friend, Frank are trapped in the cabin of Ivan Shark's plane. Can they escape? What will happen next? Be sure to listen Friday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing!